0: Flinging the green and gold worldwide on the web at CentexSportsFan.com. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Here is Sawyer Robertson at quarterback. The junior out of Lubbock. The transfer from Mississippi State. First pass slant. Left side. That is caught. Jonah Burton with the catch. Nice, easy little pitch and catch. And it's an 11-yard gain on the play. So the first play from scrimmage. Sawyer Robertson's first play as a starter for Baylor and 11-yard gain in a first down.
0: The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Codewell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alliance Bank Central Texas, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com, by Kaleo Wealth Management, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers. 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged.
2: You know, just disappointed with the outcome. Uh, proud of the effort. You, uh, you know, you look at just the start of the game and just the energy and the edge that was displayed in the game is really what we want and what we really work towards. You know, we talk about energy, edge, and execution. And I thought the energy part, we had it. I thought we started fast. I thought we uh, were playing with a chip on our shoulder and we were playing confident and uh, we were playing to win.
0: Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the of Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton
1: and welcome to John Morris Show on a Monday. We're glad you're with us on this uh, Monday, September 11th. And at the start, let's uh, remember the attack on, uh, on our country and the attack on the Twin Towers. It was 22 years ago today, September 11th. Flags at half staff all around uh, this uh, Waco and the country today. So remember those who lost their lives or lost loved ones in the attacks, uh, attacks plural, on September 11th. Welcome in alongside Aaron Sexton in the Alan Samuel Studios. We're glad you're with us. Aaron, uh, uh, appreciate uh, you making things work for us. And the Bears coming off a much improved effort on Saturday. Much improved, but still ends up with a loss uh, a really a, a great second half, and especially the fourth quarter I'll say fourth quarter by Utah to win the game twenty to thirteen Aaron, I'd be interested in your thoughts on uh, the Baylor, Utah game and result from Saturday
3: I, I thought obviously, like you said, they played much better it was a, it was an outstanding game the game they should have won and the look you're going the offense struggled. And I know they had a backup quarterback, but the offense has struggled for a while now. Um, over they've lost six in a row, and over that time they're averaging 19 and a half points a game. That's not it's not going to win you many games, and uh, it it just makes the, the week one loss so much tougher. Because if you win that game in Texas State and bar- then barely lose to Utah, you feel pretty good about where you're at, sure. especially with Long Island coming up, and then you know whatever Texas team you get the week after that. (laughs) All right. But with the bad loss week one, even a close loss in week two, it just seems like, wow, you're really behind the eight ball. And the team improved a lot. They're going to have to improve a lot more in two weeks. And that's – look, I'm not dismissing Long Island, but that should be an easy win. We all know that. Right. And then you have Texas the next week. And uh, then – Then we'll see how how, how much, you know, you've improved from this week where you made a ton, a ton of noticeable improvement.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, to me that's encouraging because things were just not good in week one. Lost that game, you know, to Texas State. Really uh, no one expected that and uh, improved a great deal between week one and week two and played so much better in uh, in the line, in both lines, really. I thought Baylor was uh, the equal or better than Utah in both lines, offensively and defensively this week, ran the ball a lot better. And remember, as you said, they were doing it behind their backup quarterback, Sawyer Robertson. Now, uh, yes, Utah was uh, behind a couple of backup quarterbacks also, Bryson Barnes, And Nate Johnson. And Nate Johnson was the guy who late in the game really was a spark for Utah and really led them on those uh, drives where they outscored Baylor 14 to nothing in the fourth quarter to win the game 20 to 13. So um, tough loss uh, would have been a huge win. Utah remains number 12 in the nation in the new poll out this week. Um, and Baylor sitting at 0-2 with Long Island coming in and Texas looming uh, two weeks away. Texas made the biggest jump of any school in the, the uh, top 25 poll. They were 11th a week ago. They jumped all the way to number four with their uh, 34-24 win over, over uh, Alabama in Tuscaloosa. We'll talk more about that, but Texas uh, two weeks away. Uh, the 23rd, that game time, by the way, has been set. It'll be a 6.30 kickoff at McLean Stadium. 6.30 for the Bears and the Longhorns on ABC television. So uh big stage there for the Bears and the Horns. But, uh, again, Aaron, Long Island comes in this week, and it's really on Baylor to, to continue that path of improvement, you know, that they showed from week one to week two. Now do it again going into week three.
3: Yeah, this is uh... – you know, they need to go out and play well and put Long Island away and get some backups and playing time. I mean, that's, you've got to continue to improve, and, and games like this, it wasn't what they had in mind. Obviously, they had scheduled Louisiana Tech originally, and then Louisiana Tech decided to cancel that game and play someone else. So you've got Long Island this week. It gives you a chance to get right. It really does.
1: Another 11 a.m. kickoff this Saturday for the Bears and the Sharks of Long Island. Uh, They were also 0-2 on the season, so that's next up on the schedule for the Bears. Uh, interesting uh, Saturday, a couple of thoughts from Saturday. A lot of Utah fans were here. Uh, Aaron, I don't know if you could tell watching or listening, but, man, there was a lot of red in the stands. Uh, That's a school and a team that has a lot of followers and uh, not an easy trip, you know, from Salt Lake City to Waco. Not a close trip, I'll say. But, uh, man, they had a lot of fans here, and they were here early. We were out in Touchdown Alley for our uh, Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, and there were Utah fans all over the place, you know, out in Touchdown Alley just kind of walking around and sampling and getting their own Dr. Pepper floats and all that stuff. So kudos to those Utah fans. They uh, really showed out in force.
3: Yeah, they traveled well, which is another good sign for the future of the Big 12.
1: Right, right, exactly. So uh, kudos to them for that. And uh, uh, again, Cam Rising uh, is their number one quarterback. He did not play in the game and uh, was on the sidelines. They'll play Weber State this week. You know, remains to be seen if he plays this week or not. They open conference play against UCLA next week. So uh, maybe maybe that's the date they're targeting, but. That is uh, Utah moving forward and past Baylor. And they were, you know, they were without some key guys, you know, Uh, injury-wise also. This guy named Brant Keithy is uh, is a receiver. Preseason All-Pac 12, he was not available. Their number two running back, got listed as number two, Micah Bernard. He was out. He played against Florida and, and wasn't available on Saturday. Corrine uh, Reed is a linebacker, preseason all-conference. He didn't play. And Connor O'Toole, one of their top defensive linemen, um, did not play either uh, due to injury. Samote uh, Peppa would be a backup defensive tackle. He did not play on Saturday either. So all that to say Utah is uh, was a team that uh, was not at completely full strength on Saturday. But interesting that they have uh, put together now a 31-4 and record in regular season non-conference games since joining the Pac-12 in 2011. Now, think about that. 31-4 and in non-conference games since 2011. That's impressive. And they've just uh, completed, you know, the start of the season with back-to-back wins over Florida at home and Baylor on the road.
3: Yeah, and and... You know, back-to-back, Big Tw- uh, Pac-12, uh, Big 12. Hmm. back-to-back Pac-12 titles, they've, they've proven that they're one of the I don't know, top ten programs in the country year yeah. in and year out, especially the last few years. And gives gives Utah credit. You know, it took them forever to get into a Power 5 conference, and once they did, they've taken full advantage of it and turned their football program into a national powerhouse. They, they can't honestly get enough credit for what they've been able to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely right. So, and no team has ever won the Pac-12 three years in a row. Um, it did happen when, when they were the Pac-10 during the Pete Carroll USC days. They had, uh, you know, that USC team won at least three in a row. I'm not sure how many completely. But since they've been the Pac-12, no team has won it three in a row. So that's one of the goals for this Utah team uh, this year. Uh, and fun to visit with the uh, Utah radio guys in person. Uh, they were very, very complimentary of the stadium, of uh, the setting, you know, of McLean Stadium on the river. Uh, Bill Riley, who we visited with uh, on the radio show last week. Bill's their play-by-play guy. And Scott Mitchell, who played quarterback at Utah, played in the pros with the Lions uh, is their color analyst and uh, fun to visit with those guys? It, it's fun to you know have have these guys come in for the first time and see you know see McLean Stadium and see their accommodations in the visiting radio booth, which which to be honest uh and humble uh it 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 doesn't get any better than that i mean the location the size of the booth and everything i mean they're not going to go anywhere that where they have a better setup for visiting radio and they they recognize that and they're very complimentary so fun to have those guys uh, here and visit with them in person on saturday So moving ahead now, it is Baylor and Long Island coming up on Saturday. Let's do this. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, look uh, around the Big 12 from Saturday and then the schedule coming up this week. Some big wins for the league. Uh, You would say most notably Texas winning in Tuscaloosa over Alabama on Saturday evening. Uh, But we'll look at all that when we come back. Hey, glad you're with us on a Monday on ESPN Central Texas. We'll hear from Coach Dave Aranda as we uh, normally do on a Monday. We'll have that coming up as well. Take a break and be right back thanks to Alan Samuels. Alan Samuels Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Go Cowboys! This This is is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. They're going to give the ball to Pollard. He busts up the middle. Only heard here. He broke a tackle. Right to the 40. All season. Turns left at the 20. And Pollard with a house call.
2: Sunday afternoon. It's your Cowboys and the New York Jets.
1: Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station.
3: It's the Cowboys and the Jets, Sunday starting with the pregame at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas.
1: For over 30 years, you've counted on the family of D'Amore Fine Jewelers to make life's most precious memories unforgettable. D'Amore specializes in full custom designs, including custom CAD renderings, 3D wax printing, and a team of friendly custom jewelry experts. Diamore Fine Jewelers will be there for your custom engagement ring when she says yes and for the next 30 years. Thank you for choosing Diamore Fine Jewelers. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project?
4: Elevate your career with a new job at Time Manufacturing Company. First, second, and third shifts are available. CNC machinists start at $21 an hour. Welders start at $22 an hour. And second and third shift differential is an additional two fifty dollars an hour. Time Manufacturing is a leading global manufacturer of vehicle-mounted aerial lifts, digger derricks, bucket trucks, and bridge inspection equipment. Drop by their location at 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. The source for Baylor athletic news
0: and information, ESPN Central Texas. It's almost fall. School has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping, and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic of Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at ineedthedoctor.com So for doors that are sticking
1: and cracks in your walls,
0: the Foundation Doctor will make a
1: house call.
0: Kubota's most popular tractor continues to reign supreme because it continues to outperform the competition. You can snag a deal on an L2501 and bundle it with the most used attachments for as little as 2 dollars a month. A new Kubota with loader, bucket, and box blade could be delivered today and ready to go this weekend when you purchase from WC Tractor. Think of all the chores you can finish. Payments are valid now through September 30th. Visit wckubota.com
1: or go to KubotaUSA.com for more info. It's Welcome back, John Morris Show on a Monday. ESPN Central Texas brought to you in part by Alliance Bank. Alliance Bank Central Texas. Alliance Bank. It's your bank. So around the Big 12 over the weekend, uh, Aaron. Let me put that uh, ball in your court. What was uh, what was maybe most impressive to you coming out of the weekend?
3: Um. I was, ta- no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it was Texas. <laughs> you know, I give, I take a shot at them every chance I get. So all right. Got to give them credit when they're good. And they were, they were really good. They beat a, a, an outstanding Alabama team. That's down a little but down a little, comparatively speaking for Alabama, they're down from winning the national championship every year to just being one of the five best teams every year. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a really, really impressive win for them to go to Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama going away. It's a, it's it's tough it was tough to watch but I tell you what congratulations
1: yeah yeah really impressive and uh and to me Quinn Ewers was really impressive I mean the way he he just seems so poised at quarterback and um, uh you know ran the offense so well made some long throws apparently that's been something that that he has not done much of in his time at Texas, but I just thought Quinn Ewers was really, really good. He was named today the Big Twelve Offensive Player of the Week,
3: and well deserved. That was his best game, and and arguably the biggest game of his career. You know that when they played him last year, was he just didn't have any experience, you know, and still played relatively well. All things considered, but he played great yesterday or Saturday.
1: Yeah. I, I thought he did as well. So really impressive there for uh, for Quinn Ewers and Texas. Thirty-four twenty-four was the final. Texas winning over uh, Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Uh, remember, I was telling you last week that uh, we're a Spectrum customer and they were having a you know a standoff with <laughs> with ESPN. Uh-huh. So we didn't have ESPN over the weekend. They did resolve that today by the way either yesterday or today so it's, i'll check when i go home but i'm told that espn is back on spectrum
3: it was it was today and it oh, was it? it's one of the frustrating things about situations like this they were in no hurry even though college football fans missed one of the biggest games of the year in alabama and texas and yeah and a lot of other great games that fans wanted to see on tv like baylor and utah yeah. but they made sure to get it done tonight because both of the New York NFL teams are playing on Monday night football. Ah. So they <laughs> Ulterior
1: find, motive, yeah, right?
3: Absolutely. That was yeah. the only thing that got them back to the table and got them near a deal is because as bad as it is to miss college football, if you miss the first Monday night game, especially with this matchup.
1: Yeah, yeah.
4: The
3: Jets and the Bills with Aaron yeah. Rodgers' first game as a Jet. It's going to be incredible. <laughs> and they, they were at least smart enough to know that.
1: Interesting. Yeah, we might could have predicted that, right?
3: Yeah, if I'd have thought about it, yeah. If right, you right, actually exactly. could have predicted that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, so, so that's good news. So uh, I was, uh, uh, was going to listen to the game for a little bit. We helped babysit our grand, two of our grandsons on Saturday. So we went over to Ty and Megan's house. Well, they've got YouTube TV, so they've got ESPN. So I was able to watch most of the game <laughs> there. Couldn't have done it if I'd been at home. But uh, thanks to Ty and Megan, I was able to watch it there. All right, so uh, Texas winning over uh, Alabama. Texas jump, makes the biggest jump of any team in the poll this week. They jump seven spots to number four. So Texas 2-0 and on the season. They are number four in the nation. Alabama conversely drops seven spots. They are at number 10 in the nation this week. So Alabama at 1-1 one and one is, uh, is number 10. Poll looks like this. Georgia remains number one. Michigan remains number two. Florida State up a spot. To number three. They beat Southern Miss uh, impressively, 66 to 13. Texas, we told you, moves up to number four. USC is up a spot to number five. Ohio State down one to six. Penn State at seven. Washington at eight. Notre Dame at nine. Alabama at ten. Tennessee is eleven. Utah stays twelve after their win in Waco. Oregon stays 13. They won uh, over Texas Tech in Lubbock, 38-30. to Aaron, that was a wild game. Pick six late kind of sealed it for Oregon. But what a wild game that was. Um, and Oregon goes to 2-0, and and Tech drops to 0-2. Yeah, and
3: it, Tech, much like Baylor, had a chance to kind of make up for their week one right, disappointment right. with a big, big week two win, and both of them fell just short after after leading in those games and having a chance to win them.
1: Yeah, so Oregon at 13, LSU is 14, Kansas State checks in at number 15, same as last week. K-State won a very solid win over Troy, 42-13 to 13 was the final. Oregon State is 16, Ole Miss is 17, Colorado is up four spots to number 18, so they beat Nebraska 36-14. to 14. Coach Prime and the Buffs are 2-0 on the year. And uh, did you see this hosting uh, ESPN's college game day this Saturday?
3: Yeah, ESPN wanted to get in on that party since uh, yeah, exactly. Fox had, had used uh, Colorado as their big noon Saturday game for the first two weeks. Two and weeks in a row. You know what? They give credit to Colorado, to, to Coach Sanders, to Shador Sanders and, and the rest of that team because they have 100% – lived up to the hype and then some, I mean, to, to, I I, look, I know Nebraska has struggled for years and they've got a long way to go before they turn that program around, but they won that going away. And you got to remember, they won one game last year Yeah, and weren't, weren't very good. I was going to say, but that's a huge understatement. They were a bad football team last year and this year they look good enough to compete for a PAC 12 title in a year where the Pac-12 may be the best football conference in the country.
1: Gosh, isn't that the truth? Yeah, they've got, as we go through this top 25, there are eight Pac-12 schools in the top 25, most ever in a single week. So Colorado's one of those. They're at number 18. Oklahoma down one spot. They're number 19. They beat SMU 28 to 11. North Carolina's 20. Duke 21. Miami of Florida, 22. Washington State, another Pac-12 school uh, at 23. And UCLA at 24. Iowa coming off the 20-13 win over Iowa State. In Ames, they are number 25. uh, Same spot they were last week. So, uh, eight uh, Pac-12 schools in the top 25. Only, I'll say, only five SEC schools. How about the start to this year by the uh, Pac-12 trying to trying to go out with a bang?
3: Yeah, and it's it's look, it worked out great for the Big 12 and the Big Ten, but it is it's always sad to see a, a Pac-12 is going to you know a conference with the history of the Pac-12 go away. We know why. I mean, it's just terribly mismanaged by right. the commissioner and by the presidents, but uh, to see how good they are and to think, yeah, that wasn't enough to save this conference, is, it just shows you where college athletics is right now.
1: Yeah, that is true. So uh, pretty wild. And the two teams that were uh, have, have so far been left behind by the Pac-12, they're, in, they're both in the top 25. You know, Oregon State is uh, in the poll at number – what did I say? Sixteen, and Washington State is in at number twenty-three.
3: Yeah, they're just—it's good from top to bottom. There's really no really weak links in that conference. Yeah. I mean the Arizona schools, neither one of them, super good, but I don't think either one of them is is one of the worst teams in the country either. Right.
1: Washington State beat Wisconsin this past weekend, thirty-one twenty-two. So, there you go. Break up the Pac-12. Oh, don't say that. It's happening, but they uh, are off to a really, really good start to the season. Looking ahead to this week and uh, another full schedule of games in the Big 12. Iowa State at Ohio. Uh, 15th ranked K State at Missouri. That'll be fun. Old Big Eight reunion there. Uh, Long Island at Baylor, 11 a.m. 19th ranked Oklahoma plays at Tulsa. Villanova at UCF. Miami of Ohio at Cincinnati. South Alabama at Oklahoma State, Tarleton plays at Texas Tech, Pittsburgh at West Virginia, that is primetime on ABC, the Backyard Brawl, so that'll be cool, 6.30 uh, Saturday on ABC, BYU at Arkansas, 6.30 on ESPN2, TCU at Houston, 7 o'clock on Fox, that is the first conference matchup of the year, and Houston's first ever Big 12 game, so TCU at Houston, 7 o'clock on Saturday evening from Houston on Fox. Wyoming plays at now number four, Texas, 7 o'clock, and Kansas late night at Nevada. Um, those are the games in the Big 12 coming up this week. It includes Baylor looking for their first win of the year, hosting the Long Island Sharks Saturday morning at McLean Stadium. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll visit with Baylor head coach Dave Aranda. We've got that when we come back. John Morris Show brought to you in part by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. A busy, uh, action packed weekend for the Baylor Club. They take Mondays off. They're closed on Mondays, but they'll be right back at it tomorrow morning with breakfast, lunch, and dinner tomorrow and a full week ahead again with another Baylor home game. Check it all out on the web at theBaylorClub.com. thebaylorclub.com. We're also brought to you by DMRA Fine Jewelers. The Amore at 4541 West Waco Drive.
2: Where Waco gets engaged.
1: This is is ESPN Central Texas. Are you looking for an air conditioning and heating company that is family-owned and operated, is local, and offers
4: honest and fair pricing? Haddix Heating and Air specializes in residential service and installation, plus
1: new construction projects for homeowners throughout Central Texas. They service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Check out their five-star rating on Google Reviews. Haddix Heating and Air, 254-301-5373. And check them out on Facebook. Licensed lb 106271 e
4: Want to cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online, and remember, for the best skills in the biz with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered.
1: name.
0: You're listening to the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas.
2: Uh, I thought the execution, even in the first half, was spotty. It's, it's, you know, there was two steps forward, there was one step back. Uh, but I thought the crowd and just the whole thing, probably the heat too, I thought was an aid to try to kind of cover some of up, cover up some of our inefficiency with execution
0: back to today's jmo radio show from the alan samuel studios here's the voice of the bears john morris and aaron sexton
1: with Coach Dave Miranda on a Monday following a loss to Utah. But, Coach, uh, lost 20-13. to 13. But uh, your guys really showed so much improvement and really did a lot of good things
2: against Utah on Saturday. No, I appreciate that. I thought we started fast. I thought we played with energy. Um, I thought that uh, there was confidence in our assignments. And I thought we played with edge. I mean, there was violence um, from start to finish. And I thought um, – especially early you know you talk about those first three quarters the I thought we out them and they're a tough team to do that against and you know um, for sure what we have to do is finish you know and I thought as as great as the start was and um, as as much energy as there was in the start we need to have that in the finish and so that's the next step for us I think um, you know it's kind of where we're at you, you wish it wasn't a, a paint by numbers thing and a step-by-step thing but that that appears to be what it is and so we we will continue to uh to work to get better i know that everyone is committed to doing it would you see saturday and then looking at the tape afterward of sawyer robertson in his first start Appreciate that. I thought he attacked it. Uh, I thought that throughout the week he was fully invested and committed, and spent the time and sacrificed. Um, you know, uh, and I thought that at the beginning of the game and all that was re- was reflected. I thought, you know, was really um, um, direct and and loud and commanding in adjusting protections and. Um, Directing runs we had a couple kills based upon uh, Blitzes that they were they were uh, bringing and he was seeing it all and just managing the whole thing And uh, then I, you know, he made some good throws I think there's some overthrows early in the game, but he was able to connect on on a few of them And then you know in the third quarter I think he rolled his ankle and just really kind of struggled from that point on and and uh, you know, I think it's – that's his first real start, his first real everything and, you know, kind of first real um, adversity. We've kind of – we've been through this a little bit before, and so I think now it's the ability to kind of reflect on it, see kind of where things went good and things went bad and what he can learn from it to, to get better and apply for this week. And so, uh, you know, having already talked to him, just anticipate be that much stronger going into this next one.
1: What's the balance in your mind? Uh, the improvement that was obvious from week one to week two,
2: but still you didn't come away with a win. How do you how do you, how do you balance those two things? Appreciate that. Yeah, the um, the start was good. We have to finish. And when you finish, it's, you know, I'm injured. I'm hot. I'm tired. Um, I don't feel great. I don't feel like I have anything left. And then you still have to finish, you know. And then you have an energy and have an edge. But the edge is in the execution. You know, the confidence is in what you do. And that should speak everything for you. If you're having to tell people who you are, um, you know, and it's not in what you do, then, you know, there's something missing there. And so I, I, I think for us to, um, to have practices this week where we're having energy and edge and execution, where we're starting fast in practice, but we're finishing stronger in practice, you know, that last period is our best period. Those are things uh, that are really going to be stressed uh, so that we can bring that to Saturday.
1: Dominic Richardson uh, did and continues to do some really good things for you to the point that when he was out for a stretch, uh, it was
2: noticeable that he wasn't available. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, he has uh, been um, everything and more, you know. I think just, I I say this, just off the field, has just been um, a great student, uh, a great teammate, um, great addition just to the uh, university. And uh, and then on the field has just been way violent. Way tough, um, physical, demanding, uh, all of it. And so I I think he fits the offense perfectly and is a a great uh, one-two punch with Richard. And, you know, I think he will continue to get better the more comfortable he feels in this offense. You um, shifted some guys around in the offensive line. How would you feel like that
1: played out? And then you had some young pups in the, in the secondary that uh, I
2: thought made some good plays for you. Appreciate that. Yeah, I thought Alvin Abol'sale uh, really played well. I thought that um, you know for his first start to be to go against uh, a really good Utah team with uh, TV cameras and everything there, I thought that he really played well. And uh, you know there's a steadiness about him, as well as a trustworthiness and everything. And then you know the more we can get the aggressiveness out of him, the better. And you can, we could see glimpses of that. So there's um, there's really good but there's so much room to improve there too and uh, I feel like the O-line is coming together based upon this latest uh, move and I give uh, credit to Eve for all that he's been really working hard to get that thing right along with Grimey you know Eric Mateos and Grimey and then defensively I thought like Caden Jenkins just plays with uh, swagger and an edge to him and uh you know how he played uh saturday was how he plays throughout the week here uh on uh in practice and and all of it and then i thought dj uh coleman made some big plays there's a one-on-one play where he was able to lean into the receiver and look back to the ball make a play on the ball and and uh get a PBU and so I I think you know his uh, ability to handle big moments in a real unassuming way kind of fits him and um, you know he gives us speed and athleticism and everything and so there's going to be more guys young guys are going to play and so I I think it just adds to our depth and and makes us faster Um, I think you know our ability to execute with young guys is going to be the key and so we're going to continue to push for it
1: That last play the throw into the end zone uh, any any particular thoughts on that have you as you had a
2: chance to look at it several times yeah no i appreciate that i think um you know, it's when the ball's thrown like that, and there's a chance for us to catch it. I mean, we got to do everything we can to catch it. And I can see, you know, refs that, uh, you know, if there's a no call on the thing, I can understand why. You know, they're gonna want to let guys to play and everything. If we're on the other end of that, it's what you would want too. You know, let's let the guys play. And so, I um, as 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 frustrating as that is, you know, I, there's way more opportunities throughout the game to win that thing than just that one play. And so, you know, I think it's, um, it's back to the drawing board with us. It's going to be one step at a time. I think we're improving as a team. I know that the guys feel that. And, um, you know, we've got to continue to get that chip on our shoulder and uh, to bring that to Saturday morning.
1: That's Dave Aranda, Bears head football coach, uh, with us earlier today following the press conference. Chance to visit with him in his office and comes after the Bears' 20-13 to loss to Utah on Saturday here at McLean Stadium. Now the Long Island Sharks coming in this week. As Aaron said earlier, this is a game that uh, was plugged in when Louisiana Tech pulled out of a scheduled game here. If I remember right, Aaron, didn't they, like, get a better offer from – Somebody and and jumped on it like got more money, so they just kind of left Baylor to uh, to go play somebody else for more money.
3: Uh yeah, that's exact exactly that what right? happens. Okay, and I'll uh, figure out who in just a second. I can't. Remember I was thinking either.
1: it was Missouri, but Missouri played somebody else this week. I don't know. Maybe wow. they shifted things around. Was it Missouri?
3: Um, let me see. If I could see their schedule, it may jump out. Yeah, it's that's no, that's no Let's big see, deal. Um, was it – it was either Missouri – it was either the Missouri game or the Nebraska game.
1: Nebraska, okay.
3: I can't remember which one. But.
1: I got you. But that's how if you say, why are you playing Long Island? Well, that kind of explains it. There was a game scheduled, and uh, uh, Louisiana Tech pulled out late. I mean, really late. So then you have to scramble to just find somebody. Ended up being uh, the Long Island Sharks coming to Waco to play this Saturday. 11 a.m. kickoff for the Bears and the Sharks. Family weekend on the Baylor campus. So hopefully an influx of uh, families will be here to uh, help us with a great atmosphere at McLean Stadium on Saturday morning. All right, take a break. Uh, Back to close things up in the 2 o'clock hour in just a moment. We are brought to you in part by the Pioneer Boys, Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Who did I see earlier today? Who was that? Or was it last night? And they said, who do you know at Pioneer Steel and Pipe? And I said, well, it's mainly uh, John Embry and Braden Embry. Gosh, I can't remember who that was. But they were – oh, I'll tell you who it was. It was uh, Rick Beard, Ty Beard's dad who was going to go to Pioneer Steel and Pipe, had heard us talk about him and, and has to go by there to go do some business. And he was saying, who do you know there? So go by their brand-new location. Rick, if you're listening, 2003, South Loop 340 and Highway 6. You know where that is. Great new location, much larger space to serve you better. And they've been serving Central Texas since 1943. Great expertise, great experience It serves you well at Pioneer Steel and Pipe on the web at PioneerBoys.com. We're also brought to you by Alliance Bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, two locations in Waco, one in Temple and one in Georgetown for Alliance Bank Central Texas. Listen to
0: ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com.
4: with Cole Baker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more.
1: For over 30 years, you've counted on the family of Diamore Fine Jewelers to make life's most precious memories unforgettable. Diamore specializes in full custom designs, including custom CAD renderings, 3D wax printing, and a team of friendly custom jewelry experts. Diamore Fine Jewelers will be there for your custom engagement ring when she says yes and for the next 30 years. Thank you for choosing Diamore Fine Jewelers. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. September is the month to buy a Chevrolet truck. On every 2023 Silverada, you can take advantage of 0% for 36 months or as low as 3.9% for 72 months. Combine this with fantastic trade-in values, award-winning service department, and award-winning body shop, and zero gimmicks. It's a no-brainer, so give us a call, 254-840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. we we'll treat you like family. Bye.
4: Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. And also at cnbwaco.com. Monday, Monday. So good.
1: Back with this final segment, John Morris Show on a Monday. And we're glad you're with us this afternoon uh, alongside Aaron Sexton. And Aaron's going to be right there in that same spot another three hours after we sign off as the Matt Mosley Show is coming up next. Aaron, what do you guys have planned between three and six today?
3: We will talk lots of Baylor football, obviously, coming off the 2013 loss to Utah on Saturday. We'll also talk about the Cowboys' Dominating performance last night as they shut out the Giants 40 to nothing in the Sunday night game on NBC. And uh, I don't I don't know how anybody could have watched how anyone could have watched that game and not been really impressed, especially with the defense. That's that's not a Super Bowl team they beat, but it it is a playoff team. It's a good NFL team and they made them look very, very bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty dominating, wasn't it? I mean, just just the score shows you how uh, complete an effort that was.
3: Yeah. And, you know. I'm sure that obviously they were a little probably thunderstruck after the block field goal for a touchdown and then the uh, Diggs forced fumble that resulted in an INT return for a touchdown. you get in a 14 nothing hole early, and it really gives the Cowboys' pass rush a chance to tee off. But that takes too much away from what the Cowboys did defensively last night because nothing that the Giants tried worked.
1: So really impressive there. All right, so uh, talk a lot about that coming up. Matt Mosley, Aaron Sexton, and Drake Toll coming up on the Matt Mosley Show. Top of the hour and 3 to 6 right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, let's mention some uh, some birthdays today. How about uh, Coach uh, Alvin Brooks III, Baylor Basketball Associate Head Coach. It's AB's birthday today. Happy birthday to him. It is Lane Taff pittmans birthday. Happy birthday to Lane. I think she uh, she was out of town working on a project at the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame, shooting some video up there. She may still be there. Or she may be back. I don't know. But uh, happy birthday to Lane and uh, love the uh, Taft family and Lane, one of the three daughters of uh, Grant and Donnell Taft. Happy birthday to uh, Dave Hunziker, the voice of the Oklahoma State Cowboys. We had a group text. Our our, uh, announcer's group text was going strong this morning. Happy birthday to Dave and happy birthday to Tim Healy, soon to be part of that Big 12 uh, group. Tim is the play-by-play voice for the Arizona State Sun Devils. Happy birthday to him. Uh, Marlon Ramsey, uh, former Baylor track standout. Happy birthday to Marlon. It is Blake Browder's birthday, former Baylor pitcher. Sammy Harris's birthday. Happy birthday to uh, Sammy. And I think that is it. I think that's all I have. Aaron, uh, who do you have to add to the birthday list today?
3: Got a few today. Sticks lead singer and Dan Yankees lead singer. Not many people know who Dan Yankees were. <laughs> Tommy Shaw turns 70 years old. That'll make you feel old. ECW founder and WWE manager. He's managed Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker among many, many heavyweight champions. He, Paul Heyman turns 58. Rapper and actor Ludacris turns 46. Hall of Fame safety Ed Reed turns 45. And one of the most underrated directors of probably the last 50 years, Brian De Palma. He's directed... Such classics as Scarface, The Untouchables, the first Mission Impossible movie, and Carlito's Way. He turns 83 today, so happy birthday to Brian De Palma.
1: Very good. That's a good quality list there. So happy birthday to those folks. If we missed anyone, I uh, do apologize for that. Let me wrap up with a couple of things. Uh, other sports, Baylor soccer, big 7-0 shutout last night. Uh, big night for Ashley Merrill with the hat trick for Baylor. 7-0 over Abilene Christian was the win last night for Baylor soccer. And Baylor volleyball is back from uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. They played in the Colorado State Tournament up there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh, Or maybe it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I can't remember. But it was over the weekend – and won all three matches up there. And uh, the last win, uh, or actually the middle win over Bowling Green, made Coach Ryan McGuire the all-time winningest volleyball coach in Baylor history. 182 wins now for Coach McGuire, who will be on with us tomorrow. And congratulations to him on, uh, on that milestone victory to become the winningest coach in Baylor volleyball history. He passes Jim Barnes with uh, win number 182. Volleyball home a couple of times this week. Washington State here on Wednesday, and Ohio State plays in the Farrell Center. Volleyball on Friday. So a couple of notes of other sports going on this weekend. We'll be back at it with our coaches show on Wednesday evening, 7 to 8, live from Rudy's. Coach David Barnett will be with us, Baylor cross-country coach, and then uh, Coach Dave Aranda, as is the norm on uh, weeks of home games. Uh, That's the lineup for our coaches show Wednesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Double Dave's, live from Rudy's, Dave Barnett and Dave Aranda coming up on wednesday all right aaron uh, we're gonna wrap things up hand things uh, off to you and mr mosley and uh mr drake toll hope everyone enjoyed hearing from coach dave aranda today and uh plenty more to come talking baylor talking the cowboys talking big 12 plenty more so keep it right here on espn central texas appreciate everyone uh, being with us aaron thank you very much And now, stay tuned, the Matt Mosley Show is coming up next.
2: I thought we addressed it, and apparently we did not, and um, that's frustrating to see.